all of these episodes from season one, they've been about a different part of brand strategy. Like I've targeted just one single part and there's like an entire freaking episode about it. Rue, start the show. I'm Beatrice, your badass branding strategy girl, and welcome to the Art of Branding Badassery Podcast. Rue expects your best branding game. You don't want to miss out on 95% of your audience, do you? I am not as pretty as Beatrice, but my voice, if you close your eyes, I can be. It's magic. The Art of Branding Podcast have our guest today flipping the script the badass babe of branding strategy. None other than Beatrice uh, Gazuntait. This is your opportunity to shine. Um, this is important because we're, we're nearing the end of the first season and we've had a hell of a journey together doing this podcast, teaching everything, literally everything they need to know about branding strategy. No pressure, Beatrice. Welcome. I feel like it might help if, uh, if you didn't pronounce my surname as a sneeze. It's <laughs> That's not how you pronounce it? No, it's like, it's like, you know, good and connections, right? Good connect. That's, it's that easy? But try to take my, my last name <laughs> and it's either Drown, Druin, Brown, Brown, Dune. I don't know where they come up with this stuff. It just, it seems so simple yet so complicated. People are funny, aren't they? I feel like people would have more trouble with your first name than your last name. They do, especially people that like to turn a J into a Y, which is apparently half the world that I've learned. That's fun. I don't mind it. They're trying to be polite. It's fine. It's better than Eli because that reminds me that I should be, you know, it's not, it's nice. I, I don't have the t-shirts the that are white with no sleeves and kind of stains on them. That's what it reminds me of. So I don't know. That's just a visual thing for me. I don't know. What do you think? Weird? I have no idea about that reference, like not even in the slightest. People don't always get the idea of branding strategy either. They just think you can put some graphics, slap them together, say some F-bombs and woo, I have a strategy. That's that's all it is, right? Piece of cake? I should have brought the bat today. Should have brought the bat. Like, I got a duck. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, what? <laughs> no. God. And then there's like the brand, like people who are <clears throat> putting themselves out there as I'm a brand strategist, but are you though? Are you just doing logos and saying that you're a brand strategist? Really? Brand strategy is the perception and your how you influence that perception and that logo, those words even are the like one of the last few things that you focus on. You focus on building out that in that inside. Pull pull out what's your real differentiation inside. Like what's your why, your vision, your mission, you know, differentiation, checking out what's going on in the market. Like not just looking at your client, like ideal clients. Because a lot of people only just check that. It's also having a look okay, what are my competitors doing? Like keeping an eye on what they're doing and what is actually going on in the market landscape. So say, for example, you take a brick and mortar business, right? You want to open a restaurant and you pick a slum to open a fine dining restaurant. 
you think about like the location, you think about the economical situation, the you know political, the religious, etc. Like anything that comes to effect, and then differentiate. Then, then you can get to your messaging, your graphics, your story. But but if I put soul food food truck in that alley in that uh, that rougher part of neighborhood, that's what people go for. They need the soul food, the feel good stuff. They're willing to pay 10, 20 bucks to get that feel good memory. And if you know branding strategy, you just pop in there and go. Exactly. I mean, if you put something on the front of that soul food truck where you know that those people will resonate with, like maybe it's like a Looney Tunes character or like something that they watched as like children. They're like, that adds to, you get that warmth from the food. But then you're associating to like that childhood warmth. I, I, I turn into a street party. I get people dancing up on the um, just random people come up, dance on the, the roof. You have these bumping speakers and you're just having a good time. Forget where the, you know, the, the hardships that people have. And if you understood branding strategy enough, you just have a sweet street party, have some decent food, throw some drinks around and be a good time. Exactly. I mean, that's think about those massive brands like Nike. Hmm. Or they don't talk about the shoes in their ads. It's the feelings. Even even Lego is doing these epic videos now and this content where they're just these crazy stuff where they're getting people, adults, mm-hmm. want to play with the Lego again in the office. They're saying, what are these kids doing? This is kind of weird. This is inappropriate. Uh, HR feelings are you know not warm and fuzzy. It's uncomfortable. And then they go play. And that's really the magic. That's what everybody does at home. The adults are truly playing with these glorious kits, like this Harry Potter, the Simpsons, or whatever, this nostalgic feel. And now we're all just kind of being big kids, and that's the epic thing. But they never talk about the pieces or the bricks or the quality. You just know. And that's the magic of brand strategy. It's crazy. Like, a lot of people will come to me, and then they start off with, like, what you just mentioned. The, the quality, the features, the benefits. And it's like, that's not really your differentiation. You know, your your fellow down the street is going to say the exact same thing. He can. Do those big brands like Nike, Lego, McDonald's, and Prada, if you will, do they, mm-hmm. fu- do they fulfill or follow societal norms? Or do you think those big corporate brands actually follow their own path to get ahead and stand out? I think they follow into the human psychology to Mm. me that's that that is a different level of powerful and you're you're going into that it's like childhood kind of vibes those things that we resonated with before we had like all these worries and stresses oh yeah just adulting all these like Mm. adulting vibes before all of that that was like those moments that can trigger us in a big way. You know, like Pokemon, they're, they're still freaking famous as heck yeah. because they've used so many different touch points. They've got the app, they had the TV series, they have the trading cards. Like there's, they've done so many different things and it resonates to different generations. I mean, like even the, the, the kiddie movies, like Disney and whatever, there'll still be like some download jokes which are like adult friendly if that makes sense yeah. <laughs> adult friendly yeah. 
for while you're there with your little annoying thing. I mean, uh, five, seven year old kid. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it appeals to both audiences. So those big brands, they're taking them to the next level. They're not looking at, hey, these are the features, these are the services, these are the benefits, et cetera. They're going down to the psychology of it. They're like, mm. you know what? Screw this. Like, that's what this person is doing. Let's not. Well said. How do you think the podcast that you've started, The Art of Branding, has influenced people to start their own business, to take their business to the next level? Or do people just not get it yet? Are you at a level so deep into the branding game that people really need time to absorb all that information? I see a big difference. I see a big mm -hmm. difference when, you know, from when I first started posting to now, people have a very good idea of what to expect from the brand strategy game. Yes, you know, there's still quite a few people that they come in with not the right, like they, they come in, oh, you know, do you do content strategy? Like is, is your stuff like socials or is your stuff like, oh, can you do like, I don't know, the, the graphics? And it's like, no, it's not related. It's, and then it's, again, that explaining of it, but... Would you help people with that? It's kind of like me thinking, okay, I'm going from audio podcast to video podcast. It's not my specialty, but should I learn that skill to help people to give them a complimentary package? Or should Beatrice just do her branding strategy uh, and then hone in on that and leave the content and extras to someone else? Because there is so much to it, you know, you're, you're diving in really deep. Like each, each stage takes a while because you're not just scratching the surface. If you want something that really resonates, so you, you have a look at my, my LinkedIn profile, for example, everything consistently vibes with badassery from the very top to the bottom, like it, it the content, how it's worded, the way that it's consistent is because it's, there's been time to really define each part. And that's why it's important for me. Like if somebody does want that graphic side, I'll work with people that I trust, that I know that they provide that quality service. I mean, yes, you know, I've, I've done logos, I've done that graphic side, but I would rather get you to work with somebody who like that's that's what they live and breathe i live and breathe brand strategy like i can talk for like hours about different aspects of it about disrupting the industry about differentiating i want somebody who can do that for your logos for example or for your graphics yes like I, shit like i've had 10 12 plus years of marketing experience so yes, I can also give suggestions and I do put that as a part of how I work with people. So like every session, there'll be actionable points like, hey, look, you can go and do that with your profile or have a look at this in your content because I get the content game and I get that on several different profiles, how to make that work. But if you want me to specialize that, then you know, that's, that's for a different party. 
that's why you know there's there's ghostwriters there's copywriters there's content marketers there's brand strategists there's a lot of different areas in what a lot of people just like this marketing and then put all of it under that marketing and brand strategy seems to involve a long game and effort for people you have to really sink your soul into it for when you found out that you lost a loved one traveling an pivotal moment in your life how did that make you feel what what happened when your dad passed when you're traveling and you go now what in your entrepreneurial career you're just starting out right uh, doing your thing shifting to entrepreneur or was it uh, it seemed like it was an important time in your life ah uh, that was before actually um i was in Myanmar and i was yeah, I was in my last job where I was a CEO of a startup e-commerce um, SaaS company, the one where I you know, put everything together, the branding, the marketing, the HR, finance, everything. Got an amazing two-week campaign out there where we got like US 41K over those two weeks, just, just being that, having that differentiation and understanding a little bit of that local side, but um, that had just been put out, and yeah, one one day it was a weekend, and you know, I'm, I'm calling my dad as usual, and he's he's not picking up the phone, and yeah, long long story short, like this this. I guess almost stranger at that time. You know, he's, he's talking to me. Finally, like they they got the address from my dad's apartment from me, and then went in there and found him. And he's he's talking to me, like telling me this, and like you know asking me questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like holding it all in. He's like, I. I don't know how you're still on the phone, but I need to hang up and cry. And I'm like, cool, because me too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but a week after that was the military coup in Myanmar. So I was on the phone with then strangers to go through my dad's apartment and see what's to keep, what's to donate, etc. And it was rough. Like I felt like he was alone and I felt guilty for that for a, for a while, you know, until I went to, you know, Chiang Mai where he was staying finally a few, like half a year later, I guess, by the time I made it there and everything met these people and they had all these amazing stories that only people that you know somebody would have right were you not that close at the time my dad and yeah. i mm -hmm. we were he was my everything yeah. like i i don't to me whatever i earned it was like to make him have a happy life you know i i was the one that after my mom passed away that convinced him, like, you know, move to Chiang Mai, move to Thailand. You, you can live really well. 
You know, you can, you don't need to think about how much money you have, like to think about how often in a week you can go out. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted him to be happy. And that was, that was all, that was everything for me. And I don't know, I guess like, you know, being an only child, you kind of put it, you put this wall there and you're like, okay, I need to deal with all these things. I need to tackle everything before I can even feel whatever I need to feel. Like even think about what that feeling is, right? Did he go through pain when he passed? Was he happier when he, when he reached that other side, if you will, is that why you're kind of crying on the phone? Obviously it's a big deal. If he's your sounding board, he's your everything, but was it, was it pain or something that he was suffering through or did it just kind of happen? Surprise and off he goes. Um, he, he had issues for a while, like to, mm. to, to swallow and like, you know, he kept, I'd call him sometimes and I'd be like, you know, to check on him, that sort of thing. Like call him every week. And sometimes I'm like, oh, what's going on? He's like, I'm in hospital. I'm like, why did you not tell me this? Mm. So angry. And you know, going through his stuff later on, I'd say, like, you know, the, he was at the hospital a lot. Mm. And it was obviously something that he just wasn't telling me. Like, even I yelled at him, I was like, just put, like, I asked him, so what are the doctors saying? Like, what a, can you tell me exactly what it is? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, put me on the phone with the doctor. It's a typical dad thing to do, right? He's too proud. <laughs> Just make sure his daughter's okay. This little girl always will be, right? Even uh, in another life. But yeah, it's. Did that do anything for you? Uh, come from within your gut, your emotional being, to kind of push you to the next level, to get you into the art of branding and badassery that you're into now. I think that's a combination of both like my mom passing away and my dad passing away. Like it's rough. Yeah. So my, my mom passed away. I think it's about six, seven years ago now. Um, mm -hmm. we weren't as close. Like, like I said, my dad was my everything. Like I, the reason why I'm as, I guess, okay as I am like, and it, like, you know, I still think about him every fucking day and I just mm -hmm. wish he was here, but with her, like it wasn't as as close, but I I have like you know regrets. I I have a a written letter from her to like one of my exes, like uh, that time when she was like begging them to get me to talk to her, mm. and yeah, that that never really had that closure. And since then it's kind of just been like, I, at that time I was like, you know what? We're only here once. And if, if that's, if something comes up, which is not going to kill me. And I'm like, kind of like, there's a little part of me that is like, a little part that's like, yes, I'll say yes, I'll do it. 
Like mm. same thing as what happened, you know, for the podcast and all these sort of things. Like that's when it started. And badassery was okay. Yes. My, my father passed away. I dealt with that. That, that was, you know, a while. Like I even went to the U S took two and a half months to drive across just work through everything like that and the military coup, like seeing people's faces there, like all the opportunities that had grown over 10 years in their eyes, just gone in a blink of an eye. And I can leave. They can't leave. So it's like, it's not just my dad passing away. It's, it's like, it's everything, it's everything. And it fucking, it hurts. It really, really hurt and hurt. Like I met with a friend like a month ago who she was there for me on the day that my dad died. Like I, I sent her a picture of a tequila bottle and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to drink this. And like, next thing I know her and another friend are at my door bringing like snacks and food and they're like okay let's drink (laughs) i i will never forget like they they were there for me because it's being an only child there's especially especially in thailand you're so far away or even the states so far away from anything you know that resembles home and your parents are gone that was that was there is Myanmar that was in Myanmar like when I found out that that happened and there's you in the bottle and you need a friend or else it can go south pretty quick right you can dip into the you dip into those feelings and it's easy to get caught up in that and you just sink but you have the courage to pull out of that which and you have your friends and trusted people to to drink with you and have a pajama party or whatever it is you do hit each other with pillows and talk about boys I don't know just forget (laughs) about it and just have fun but yeah so after I left Myanmar, then, you know, it, it was just pretty much going out on my own kind of thing. And just living life. <sighs> it's like hangover three style living life. Like just go out, just flip the script 180. Or did you kind of have some uh, wits about you? I just wanted some semblance of a base. Hmm. I, <sighs> I spent think, like you know a few yeah. months traveling. Like I left Myanmar, came to Thailand, did like two weeks quarantine, whatever. Went to Switzerland directly, scattered my dad's ash- ashes. Came back here, went up to Chiang Mai to like visit those people. Then went to the U.S., traveled there, and it's like it was so long just traveling. I just needed some kind of strength and. The only reason I chose Thailand is because, like, I had been here frequently, being in Myanmar. Mm. And to the rest of the world, it is incredibly accessible. It's, like, it's super easy, right? And that's why, you know, I'm here. It's not because, hey, it's tropical, it's pretty, it's everything. No, like, I, there's nobody for me here. There there was. Now I have friends, obviously, right? But there was nothing. And I just needed something, like just a place, just something, because everything else was just falling apart. And so I spent a year job hunting after that. And because, like, it was also that time where 
the big corporations are letting go of like VP levels, etc. And they were like applying for my job, like the the jobs that I was applying for. And mm. they're like, well, you know, there's, there's a VP applying for a director level job, and they're like willing to take the cut. And I'm like, that's competitive. It's fine. It's fine, right? So, you know, it got close to that one year mark, and I was like, you know what? Let's do this. I'm already out in the middle of the freaking ocean. Let's just do this. Just keep going forward. And then, yeah, stepped into badassery. It was just, it was both passing away. Like, just that, like, you know what? Like, this is where you're at. You will only live once and live for each day. Don't Don't be like, you know what? I'm going to save until like I'm sixty something to do something. You don't know, do like you, you don't even know your body's condition at that time. Mm, true. But how do you move past the regrets and the what ifs in the history to say, "Hey, I'm just going to keep pushing forward into the unknown"? Was it easy? To me, like the way that I work through things is by talking to people. Not talking to people as in for their advice. It's just talking. Yeah. Just sounding so like. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'll just talk and say whatever I'm feeling. Like, so a big part of like how I, you know, improved in working through emotions, right? I told you before that even recognizing whether I'm upset or not was a thing. Mm. Was saying, okay, I feel, say for example, I feel angry. All right. Why do I feel angry? And then it's, it's never that first thing either. It's, it's mm -hmm. never like, okay, I feel angry because of this. No, what is it really? And then I'll work through that. And that's how I work through everything. Like, yeah, I may be alone, but like just having at least, you know, a person to just, just talk. Mm -hmm. Like, don't try to give me advice like that. Like I am more than capable of doing my own shit, but just to talk. And I know that's different for everybody, but that's what works for me. So I've totally failed at this mission. When you talk at me, I was like, I have advice. Give, I love giving opinions. I'm also an only child. And I was told growing up that what I say matters. And this um, mysterious fact has only been come, come to fruition or, or falsehood uh, recently. And I think you've helped me get there. So that's nice. We can work together to figure this out. There's a difference between trying to fix something and being like, okay, you know, I know about this, this, and this. That's more like you're adding to these are the things that I've thought of, but hey, like how about this, this, and this? It's not like choose this. It's like, oh, you know, there's this also. And I've seen this information about this. While people are trying to fix you, do they try to put you into a 10-year plan to figure out? Beatrice, you need to file societal norms, which they clearly don't know you that well. Disrupting, hello, but 10-year plan. Does that drive you nuts? Do you have one? Have you had life figured out? Oh, fuck no, 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 no. <laughs> Just like, living in the moment? Yeah. I have a general idea. And to me, that's that's important. Like, you don't want to have like no idea about what's going to happen in the future. I know that... That's how some people do live their lives. They're just like, like just now and that's it. 
have a general idea, but I'm not going to do a five-year plan or a 10-year plan because you don't know what is going to change in that time or what's going to work out and what's not going to work out. How many times do you want to keep on changing that five-year plan and 10-year plan? Every day? Good. Then you rather just live. Like you, there's only so many hours in a day, right? Do you sure. want to use those hours to change your five-year and 10-year plan? Or do you want to use it being where you are now and trying to push where you're at now forward? You'd have time to see a beach for once in your life, being in Thailand. Like, hello, I don't know why you don't. You're busy doing your business, being grounded. I'm like, there's a beach right there, Beatrice. Enjoy it. You and everybody in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, just take a break. And I'm like, no. No, I got I got things to do. Like, hello. Priorities. I got, I got dreams priorities. and shit, you know? Like, let's let's make this happen. And that's the problem. Like, I see a lot of people out there. And so many creators talk about this. People say, like, you know, I've been posting for a month. I've been posting for three months. And I'm like, it's not fucking enough. It's yeah. not enough. You need to be there. Like I spend hours every single day, except for Sundays now, <laughs> every yeah. single day, mainly because somebody forced me because I bur like burnt out too many times. <laughs> every single day working on this. It, even the bloopers amazing. you put effort into, you know, all the social content, the fun stuff, the entertaining stuff, the things that really grab people. I'm sure that didn't happen overnight. No, I mean, like, if I look at my content from even, like, three months, five months ago, there's a difference in quality even then. Like, it's always, don't just have one star and stick to it. That's not how you're going to improve. Even what people respond to, and I saw this, somebody post about this, has changed. So hook lines, what used to trigger people, and this was, like, I don't know, a year ago, not it was not even that long ago had like steal my something something for mm. something right that worked now that doesn't work anymore people right. will not like click see more on that post yeah they're over it yeah and so if you didn't adapt those maybe another episode we can get into those trends that people gravitate towards it i'm not loving that the societal norms of social media right it's whatever just do your own thing it's fine be be brave enough to have a sentence that's yours not stealing stuff you're not stealing my stuff because you probably don't understand how i communicate like that it'd be so weird that you stand out people like i don't know even know how to copy this it's random that's that's the magic exactly like I, I talk about taking influence from other things, but it's not like copying them, right? It's like, okay, yes, this idea exists. And every idea already exists out there. There's nothing original, but your perspective on it, for example, like Cinderella, Cinderella brand strategy, slam it together, how Cinderella did brand strategy. She may not have cleaned up the place. She may not have. She might have her own path. You don't know. It's whatever spin you put on it. Exactly. Exactly. They weren't they weren't actually like diamond slippers or whatever. Like they changed size. So they fit perfectly at the beginning and then they changed size and then one of them fell off. 
that's Disney's fault. I'm going <laughs> official. It's Disney's fault. Totally Disney's fault. It's, so you always ask people an inspirational question, but I'd really love to ask you, what do you hope that will happen to change people's lives from the podcast? Art of podcast. branding. Yours. How it will... Do you hope that people will, their lives will change? Do you hope that something, an aha moment will change? Or do you just hope that they're entertained and hear a, a curse word and something entertaining? What, what is the whole, what are they going to get out of this? Is it magic? Is it inspiration? Is it life-changing experience in their business? No, I mean, to me, it's important that if somebody's listening, they should be getting some kind of value or lesson or be inspired to do something different, right? It's, yeah, okay. Like if there's entertainment in there, that's part of the brand, right? At this point, it's like edutainment is my brand. Mm. But I, I want there to be something that people get out of it. Like I, that's why I ask the questions in a way that I do like, okay, what can people learn from this other person about this part of brand strategy? And that's why, you know, all of these episodes from season one, they've been about a different part of brand strategy. Like I've targeted just one single part and there's like an entire freaking episode about it. Mm. Yep. Right. Drill down, expand on it, just make exactly. it a thing. Exactly. That's how deep, brand like just one topic brand strategy can be and that was the reason why i went into this so people can be like hey look this is a little bit of an overview like if i listen through this season i'll have an idea of like okay these are things that i can work on with my brand strategy before i start working with me like hey look these these are the things that I can fix, try to fix my own. Like if you, if you have the time to go through, adjust, like it takes a lot of time to figure it out because like, same as like a wine bottle or whatever, you, you can't see what's on the outside of that wine bottle from the inside. But at the same time, from the outside, you can't taste what, what is inside that bottle. So you need those two people. Like same things why, coaches hire coaches because they also it's like difficult to see within yourself so the moral of the story is listen to the 20 plus episodes yeah. understand what you need to learn and then go find beatrice uh, the links in the description or the 12-week program if you want just hang out and be prepared to dig deep exactly exactly that sounds badass to me Awesome, hell yeah, let's go up.